Welcome back to another episode of the Rockets Wire Extra podcast. I'm your host, Ben DuBose, editor of Rockets Wire. And today we've got a very special guest joining us. It's former Rockets guard, Bobby Brown. Bobby, how are you, bud? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Doing well. Thanks for coming on. And the reason we have you on, certainly I think a lot of our audience knows you very well, but beyond your time with the Rockets, one thing that I think gives you a very unique perspective about well, the Rockets and the NBA in 2021 is that you just got done playing in the G League. Well, it's been a couple of months now, but with the G League Ignite, which has Jalen Green and also Jonathan Kuminga, two of the top five prospects in the draft. So I guess first off, Bobby, what was that experience like to play with? You know, you've got veterans like yourself and Jarrett Jack, and you've also got some really top-notch young prospects. So really like the age gap, you've got guys that are 18, 19. You've got guys like yourself that are 36 what was that dynamic like for you for the team and how do you feel like it went? Uh, it was, it was, it was, a, it was unique. I mean, obviously, you know, all of us, you know, played at the highest level, me, Jared, um, Amir, uh, and also the other guys, Brandon Ashley, Cody Dimps, and uh, Reggie Hearn as well. Like every, everybody knew going into the situation, you know, um, what it was going to be and what we, uh, they asked of us in the beginning, like obviously the, the team revolves around the young guys and, you know, we're going to be there every step of the way to help them, you know, be pros in this short amount of time and just be there for them um, and to mentor them and to help them out. And I think what they put together and got going on with that Ignite team is, is special. And, and it's going to be like really dope for the future for these kids, you know, that want to go that route. But uh, overall experience, I mean, we loved it. I mean, we got that, we built that camaraderie real fast. Um, in a short amount of time and you know the age difference didn't really matter when we was on the court because obviously we know they're in high school um and it showed at times when we played against each other and stuff like that but you know that's what they brought that team together for and and, and we had it was a success yeah it'll be even more interesting to watch in the future years when it's not at the bubble obviously the g league mm-hmm. this year everything was a little bit compressed because of the bubble season dynamic but when you talk about these younger guys that they're doing it for, Jalen Green, Jonathan Kuminga, one of the things that really jumps out to me, certainly it's good for their preparation because they're playing against pros, and that's a little bit different than being in college. Now, granted, upper-level college basketball, there's a lot of talented guys there too, but where to me it seems like it could really help is that they're in the locker room on the bench with guys like yourself, guys like Jarrett that have been there, done that for a long time, accomplished pros, how much more ready are they for the NBA, even compared to, say, college guys, based on the fact that they're basically taking on a true pro lifestyle on a daily basis as long as they're there? Yeah, I mean, that's like they got that that uh, that edge and that step, you know, one step forward because, you know, obviously being on a team with, with guys that have so much experience and so much knowledge to give to them, uh, I don't think, you know, those college guys uh, – had that like with a player. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously coaches for sure, but it's different when it's coming from somebody that you in a locker room with, somebody that you're, you know, studying film with, somebody that you talk to every day on and off the court. Because um, especially with us, it was like we wasn't in a dorm. We was in an apartment and we all was on the same floor. So we all did stuff together. We, you know, seen each other every day, picked each other's brains and stuff like that. So I think the college guys don't really get a chance to, you know, get that on, until the summertime, you know, when they're around you know, pros and stuff like that. But uh, with them, you know, they have the head start. They had us there every day getting on them, like, you know, not 
you know, caring that they're 19 years old, like pushing them to their limits, like just, you know, making them compete harder and just, you know, giving them that uh, that knowledge, you know, that the college players are not going to get on a daily basis. Um, I think that's definitely, you know, that was a definitely paid a key, key role for, for them. I want to ask you about Jalen Green in particular, because with the Rockets mm-hmm. landing the number two overall pick in the draft lottery this week, obviously he's a guy that's potentially in play for them. Maybe Jonathan as well, but most experts seem to have him closer to number five. As far as Jalen, how much did you know about him before this experience? I know you had seen the highlight tapes. I'm sure you'd seen him in a mm-hmm. few tournaments. Did you know him on like a personal basis before this? Uh, we, 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 I mean, we chatted on, uh, on Instagram. Um, okay. You know, he reached out about my clothes and stuff like my uh, merch. Yeah. Uh, and then also seen him here in some tournaments. And then he came up to Rico's, uh, re- to the to the runs and to the workout in the summer. And then we, you know, exchanged numbers there and mm-hmm. communicated, you know, throughout the season. But um, we just knew each other of that. And then, you know, obviously once I was told that I was going to, I mean, once I said I was going there to the team, I hit him up by go, I'm about to come hoop with y'all. And then he was just excited about it, you know, gave me a text back, like, can't wait till you get down here, big bro, and stuff like that. So um, we had a we had a, a relationship and got, you know, stronger once we was around each other every day. And now it's it's even it's even better even now because I still, you know, communicate with him. We worked out. I worked out with him uh, before I went to Miami and uh, we got the same agent. So. Oh, I didn't realize that. OK, that's a really good time then. Um, yeah. So one of the things that stands out in the scouting reports that I've seen on him is how mature he is for his age. A lot of people that know Mm -hmm. him say that he's very basketball focused, that he wants to be the best. Where does he stack up to you as far as the young guys that you know? I mean, is that sort of an accurate label? What's he like as far as his maturity, his off-court drive, those sort of factors? That's 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 what kind of that's what stood out to me when I first, uh, you know, when I was around him. Uh, his how he how he's like how he was like I want to say myself like he's very dedicated to the game mm-hmm. uh, he wants to live in the gym uh, and just wants to get better and grow um, and and he and he loves to compete that's another thing he competes you know he wants to win every game like he is, he'll fight you if you have to mm-hmm. all that like that's what you want to see out of a young player you know it's a lot of these young kids now you know they just want to get trainers and work out and, you know, post stuff on social media. Like the, the, this group that we had was hungry and they knew, you know, what they signed up for. And it was just all, all of them were, and they made our job easier because they were all students of the game and they were sponges and they just wanted to, to learn. Um, but with Jalen, I saw that right when I um, got in, got, got in there to Walnut Creek. Like he was all about business. Like he knew what he signed because he was the first person to sign. Right. With the uh, Ignite. And he knew, like, I'm not going to college now, so this is what it's about. So this is how I'm about to lock in, uh, you know, leave the outside noise, like no partying, no doing none of that. Like, I'm locked in on hoop. Because um, this is, you know, this is my job now. And I'm not a – I mean, I'm 19, but I'm a professional now. So mm-hmm. uh, he kind of adapted to that quick and just seeing that at, at a young age. So, I mean, I, at that age, I wasn't, you know – obviously wasn't in the situation to where you can get paid and, and, and learn from pros and stuff like that and have that, that knowledge around you. But he got that same fire though. So it was just like seeing that up close and personal and how he carried himself throughout the whole season, 
you know, without the, with all the outside noise, you know, oh, you're going to be number one. No, maybe not number one doing this, like not being seen as far as like us, because we were supposed to have people there mm-hmm. watching them work out and stuff, but they couldn't because COVID, like right. COVID stopped a lot of things. Um, but, you know, they got down on themselves a little bit because, you know, obviously they want to hoop. Like we didn't get a chance to hoop into that bubble. So it sounds like, you know, I think back to the years I covered James Harden in Houston, and one of the things that James always said about himself that stood out to me was that he's just a hooper. That's what he wants yeah. to do. It, it sounds like it's that applies to Jalen too, right? Same exact thing. I always want to hoop. Yep. All you care about is hooping, man. And, you know, I'm getting better and learning. So, One of the things that really stood out, just looking – certainly at the film but also the box scores is how much better he got over his month or so with you guys the numbers got a lot better and in the playoffs I think he had like 30 points seven assists on like 50 plus percent shooting I mean he was really good what did he specifically get better at as a player like I saw a couple of reports that noted he seemed to get better at using his speed I saw mm-hmm. others that said that maybe his shot selection got a little bit just in those you know six weeks or so that you guys were together on a truly daily basis what did he get better at as a player slowing down and playing at his pace Mm. um in the beginning i mean obviously super athletic super fast and he was just trying to do everything 100 miles per hour uh you know once he you know he had me and jerry jack to watch like when we were doing drills and stuff like be sharp like look look at the change of pace or look how they play off the pick and roll or look how they come off screens like they're not in a rush and you know he you know, listen to all that. And he kind of like picked it up every day and, and figured it out. Like, don't let, you know, your defender speed you up or don't let them take, make you take a bad shot. Um, and with with our team and our coaching staff, it, it, it made it easy for, for them and him, especially because, I mean, obviously he's the focal point. And to see him adjust to that and get better every game was like, come on, this kid's 19 years old playing yeah. against grown men. Is there a player or two that you look at in the NBA that might be, you know, sort of a best case comp for him? Yeah, I, I got that question asked. Uh, people asked. I said uh, John Morant, as far mm-hmm. as like the athleticism, explosiveness. Uh, he can sh- his his jumpers. Uh, I think he shoot a little better than Ja. But as far as everything else, like that quick, mm-hmm. that quick leaping ability, and you know, the stuff he does is kind of similar to uh, to John Morant. I had seen someone throw out uh, Paul George before the leg injury Mm -hmm. when he had, you know, he was already growing into an elite shooter at that point, but his hops were, well, not that they're bad now, but they were just crazy before. Yeah. And he kind of glides, they glide the same way too. Like Paul George be like Mm -hmm. floating on the court and and Jalen does that as well. Like, cause they're so athletic. Yeah. You see how they run and they got, they can jump. (laughs) So Ja Morant, Paul George, those are sort of fair, like, upside scenarios? Yeah. Okay. So how ready is he? You know, one thing from a Rockets perspective that stood out was just how quickly, and I think maybe it speaks well to the competition in the G League, that, you know, Kevin Porter Jr. was down there putting up all those numbers for the Rockets squad and then, or or the Vipers, but the Rockets affiliate. And then he quickly came up to the NBA and was a difference maker. And, you know, I saw you tweeting about when he had that 50 point game against the box. I've been loving his game for so long. When he first came to the Drew League, I've been following him. Um, Well, 
I guess a good place to start. So how do you think they would potentially fit together, KPJ and Jalen Green? Do they have complementary styles? I I like them in the backcourt. So obviously, you know, you know, teams, you know, play with two guards like that or mm -hmm. uh, he can back him up or however they want to do it. But I like them too Mm -hmm. in the backcourt for sure. Scary. Well, one of the things that really jumped out to me about KPJ was how quickly he made an impact. Like he came up and I think it was, oh, it was his second game. It was the second night of a back-to-back. He joined the Rockets. They had all those injuries. And he had like mm-hmm. 27 and eight in Utah. It was crazy uh, against, you know, the Jazz had pretty much the best defense in the league or one of them during the season. And so you could tell coming out of the G League, he was ready to play even more so, you know, we talked earlier about the the G League being a better sort of prep environment than college mm-hmm. basketball in a lot of cases. Based on Jalen's experience with you guys um, this past season, do you think he's potentially a good player as a rookie? Yeah, he can come in right away. Like, is it a, you know, you mentioned John Moran earlier. Is it that kind of situation where he can come in and immediately be a good starter in the NBA? He can come in immediately for sure. Because mm. with that, you know, work work ethic and him wanting to be be the best, it's going to transition. It's going to be easy for him, especially on a team like that with young guys um, already have a young core. That's mm-hmm. um, gonna be that's gonna be perfect for him. Yeah, and you get a chance to play and go out there and just hoop. Um, yeah, I think he can make an impact right away. Yeah. So it sounds like you know I know you watch all these guys. I'm not trying to get you to say anything bad about anybody else. You, you know, but those top four are really strong: Jalen, Cade Cunningham, Evan Mobley, Jalen Suggs. It sounds like you think that Jalen's, I mean, Jalen Green, that is, can hold his own against any of those guys. Like, he should be in play for number one, number two pick. Is that reasonable? Yeah, hmm. for sure. I say he should go number one. Oh, well. Wow. I, I mean, Houston's number two, so I don't want him to go to Houston. <laughs> <laughs> so you want him to go to Houston. I like that, bud. Yeah. So I want to ask you about uh, another guy that's going to be high in the draft, uh, Jonathan Kuminga. Obviously, his game is a little bit more defensive-oriented. He's a bigger guy than Jalen. What did you see from him over the time that you had with the Ignite, and what do you think he can potentially do with, you know, maybe he goes to Orlando at five. Basically, what do you think Kaminga becomes in the NBA? I like his game, too. Uh, I compare – when they asked me his comparison, I was saying Kawhi. Because mm. uh, he – I mean, when I first saw him, I was like, there's no way you're 18 years old. <laughs> walking in the gym and seeing him I said dude like his body like he's a like he, he has an NBA body mm-hmm. um but you know to be that young and be that skilled at that age uh he has a lot of tools and uh he can definitely help any of those teams um as soon as he get you know once he wherever he goes um uh, instant impact but just watching him over the course of that whole time you know gradually get better um, and learn. Uh, obviously, it's you know the, the language. Uh, he speaks English, but you know the it's kind of you know it's different mm-hmm. from him. He's not been over here after that long, but uh, just his his growth, you know, throughout the whole time we were there, even the preseason, the, the games we played before we went to the bubble, like he was a monster. Yeah, and like you said, his game is different from Jalen's. Um, you know, he's a he defends all five positions. Uh, super athletic rebounds, uh, runs the floor. Um, 
and he just knows how to play. And then, you know, he was getting better every, you know, every, every day listening to, you know, all of us and the coaching staff and uh, he's going to be a problem too. So it sounds like you think the top of this draft is a really good one. I mean, that's sort of the consensus. Oh, it's real good. Yeah. It's for sure. That, that, the, how they have it and the guys that they got up there is, it's accurate. Yeah. So it's a good year for the Rockets to not only have a top, uh, top two pick, but basically they have three first round picks, period. It's a really good draft class. Yeah, for sure. I want to ask you quickly about Brian Shaw, the coaching staff you've mentioned a couple of times. Mm-hmm. How much of a difference does it make for these prospects getting into the NBA when, be it in college or in this case, obviously the professional pathway, but they're dealing with a coaching staff that knows the NBA, that has NBA mm-hmm. pedigree, because that's one of the things that I hear a lot is some of these college coaches, you know, they certainly know basketball, but then the sort of the translation to the NBA sets and the things you have to do to be a, a pro at the highest level are very different. Whereas I'm sure Brian Shaw, what he has them do puts them on the right path to immediately be ready. What kind of, how important is that? And what are some of the things that, that coach Shaw did to sort of have them prepared? Yeah. I mean, definitely uh, that whole coaching staff, she, um, he Shaw, like Gary Mm -hmm. and, uh, Made it, you know, putting in those NBA sets, all that NBA terminology, like get, having that at that age. Like, I didn't know none of that stuff at 18 and 19, like pro sets and, mm-hmm. you know, all, all that stuff. Like, they're not getting that in college. And they're getting this on a daily basis every day. Like, we're watching film all the time, um, mm-hmm. meetings, like like real NBA-type meetings, you know, breakfast meetings, all that type of stuff they were getting at 18 and 19 years old. So, you know, just learning from, you know, B. Shaw uh, and, and him there every day um, for them and me as well. You know, I, you know, grew up, Lakers is right here by my house. Mm-hmm. He played with all the greats. So it was just like, now I'm playing for Brian Shaw. All of us was just like, damn, this is yeah. you know, a, a really dope situation and a great opportunity. And for the kids, it was just like, you know, they were learning from from the best. Somebody that played with Kobe, yep. uh, played with Bird. Like, who, who who's getting coached by, you know, that? Got right. rings. He knows what it takes. Um, and he can relate. He's a player's coach. So, yep. it's like, it made it easy for them um, for that. And it's like, you know, people in college just not getting that. Yep. I still remember the big threes that uh, Brian Shaw hit. Game seven mm-hmm. of uh, Lakers Blazers, that first title run, just so much poise under pressure, and I'm sure that helps, you know, especially those young kids. That, yeah, um, yeah he definitely showed. He showed a lot of his videos, you know, during <laughs> our course of time. Yeah, you know, he he like I got I got something for y'all to watch. He throw on oh yeah. a video of him throwing lobs to Shaq, throwing yeah. lobs to Pinnite. Be shot, man. Yeah, good coach, great coach. So I want to ask about you because. Since you left the Rockets in 2018, you largely played internationally. And then so many U.S. players that played internationally just got more or less screwed over by COVID because of everything that did the international leagues, not being able to travel as much. Do you anticipate trying to play international, assuming we get back to you know normal by next season? What's sort of next for you on your agenda? Yeah, uh, that's, that's definitely a big priority, um, seeing what's out there in Europe. I mean, yeah. obviously, last year it was all the way down. Like even the all the money was down. Mm-hmm. Leagues are getting shut down. Um, games are getting canceled, and it was like, 
I'm not really trying to go, you know, all the way across the country and just right. maybe being stuck in a house or uh, canceling games. Like seeing that from home, I was like, nah, I, I can just, I'll just be here. And then I got the call to go, you know, do the ignite thing, and that made it even easier. And I was yeah. like, oh yeah, I'm doing this. And um, you know, once that happened, uh, kind of, you know, turned down some deals and. You know, now this summer I'm just training in LA, back and forth here in LA and Miami, and then uh, definitely gonna go try to play in Europe next season and see what you know the world is opening up. Well, open. Yeah, so I mean, just gonna see what happens there. Yeah, it would have been terrible to you know go to Europe and then have the games get canceled and all the logistics. I mean, it's just it, it was mm-hmm. a nightmare for you guys that, that want to play internationally, U.S. players. That is. Yeah. So yeah, I don't blame you at all. Um what would you say to other people who get the opportunity to do what you did with the Ignite? You know, it sounds like kind of a good opportunity as far as mentoring the next generation, if you will, to play with these top shelf prospects like Jalen, like Jonathan. I'm assuming that's something that you really enjoyed. And I don't know, it just to me, it sounds like a cool way to, uh, to sort of give back to the game. Is that how you look at it? Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. Cause I mean, obviously, uh, you know, me and, uh, one of my best friends, Pooh Jitter, every every for the past, what well, we did it, this this summer will be our fourth one because last year we couldn't do it because of COVID, which would have been fifth our fifth uh, year. But every summer we throw uh, clinics three, four days for free. Um, we have all the pros from L.A. come out, you know, all of us, James, Russ, uh, me, Trevor, Darrell Wright, uh, Paul George, like we try to Demar everybody, we get them all in uh, one gym, and we get all the inner city kids here, and we have kids coming from you know out of state as well. Um, but we try to build on that every every summer, uh, and that's something you know that we've been doing, and it was like an easy transition for me because I've we've been mentoring these kids for a while now, and you know to go mentor mentor some you know about to be pros, you know, that, that was an easy transition. So once they called, it was like, okay, I'm used to this already with the, the high school kids mm-hmm. and the middle school kids that we already have and the college kids. So it was a no-brainer for me, but we try to do that every every summer. And uh, we're going to have another one this summer in August, just trying to get the dates and stuff right. Um, but we do it every summer. And uh, mentoring these kids, helping them out. Even right now when we train, we got a group of kids, high school kids that train with us, and then they go to school. Like we work out at 6 a.m. and then they go to class after that. So that's what we've been doing out here in L.A. So it's just, it was easy for me. Great stuff. Bobby, before we let you go, any last words for your old fans in Houston in terms of what you're doing now, uh, how they can keep up with you? Uh, also, I guess any words of optimism as far as uh, how quickly the team can turn it around once they get a guy like Jalen Green or one of these guys at the top of the draft. Just anything you want to say to uh, the fans who watched you in Houston those couple of years that you were here? Oh, yeah. The fans in Houston show love, man. Always show love. Uh, they show love to me. They show love to my brand. Um, I definitely enjoyed my two years there. Um, and if they get Jalen Green, they're going to have an exciting player in it to add to their young core that they already have. Um, going to be a lot of highlights. Um, hopefully a lot of wins and uh, you know where I'm at Instagram brown 6 underscore at what your ones look like uh, get your merch uh, follow me you know and I'm always going to be Houston uh, that's like my second home Every, everybody knows how much I love the city and um, I always go there and 
H-Town. I love y'all. Awesome. Well, folks, he is Bobby Brown. I'm Ben Dubose. He mentioned where you can find him on social media. For me, I'm at Ben Dubose. The show is at The Rockets Wire. You can also go to rocketswire.usatoday.com for all sorts of day-to-day coverage. Folks, thanks for listening, and please come back soon for another new episode of The Rockets Wire Extra Podcast.